Cones, what's going on? We're out here. We're doing it a little different this week. There's been some suggestions. People have said to me, how come you don't have podcasts on YouTube? You know, people talk about possibly putting it up on YouTube, whether you start a separate channel, whether you keep the same channel. There's so many different options as to what you can do as far as, you know, do you do a clip channel? Do you do, do you put it on YouTube, but not necessarily, you know, just maybe the recording of the podcast with a picture or B-roll over it? I figured if you're going to really go into YouTube with podcasting, to me, the only way to really do it is to do it right and just do an actual TV style podcast show. So that's what we're doing. I'm not making any sort of promises that this is how it's going to be going forward. I'm just saying we're going to try it. This is an experimental thing for this week. It's already been a tremendous pain in the ass uh, in the best way possible. We're having fun, but yeah, I've started this over four times already. I know we'll have to do a few different things as far as syncing up the audio. I know we'll have to do a couple of things production-wise in the edits because I'm telling you right now, some people can just sit here like this and go straight through for an hour and just do an uninterrupted show. Yeah, those people have the chops. Maybe I'll get there. But at this point, it's not going to happen. There's going to be edits. There's going to be hits, misses, skips, breaks, stuff we're going to have to do. So there's a lot more involved than just the average show. But that's not necessarily what you're here for. I'm just taking you along for the journey, right? Uh, A lot of people have been talking about Carnival Cruise Line and their order book. You know what I mean? They don't have a lot of ships in the proverbial pipeline, people are saying. So my thing is, is like, I love it. I just love the verb, the verbiage of it, the, t- the terminology when they say, yeah, Carnival's trying to order a couple of ships. Yeah, they got three ships on order. Like it's a restaurant, like it's a, like it's a, like it's a, a, a expediting wheel. You know what I mean? Like it's something, when I think of a cruise ship, I think of a contract being put in place for the production or the construction. I don't think, yeah, I'm going to order a, you know, like it's a sandwich, like it's a freaking chicken parm hero or something. You know what I mean? And that just, whenever I hear them talk about that or I read it in the news, yeah, Carnival has a couple of ships on order. Carnival just ordered three ships. What do you mean they ordered three ships? It's not a freaking tuna sandwich. My mind goes to a funny place when I hear that terminology. And and this is kind of where it does go. Shipyard, please hold. Uh, here we go. All right, what can I get you? Hey, how you doing? Could I get a Carnival Vista, a Horizon, and throw in a Panorama? Okay, so that's one Vista, one Horizon, one Panorama. You want an IMAX theater on that? Christine, do we want an IMAX theater? I told you I don't give a shit! You know what? Put one on the Vista and on the Horizon. Hold the IMAX on Panorama. Thermal spas on all three? Uh, sure, why not? We'll just sell another 100,000 shares. Okay, so that's a Vista, Horizon, a Panorama, thermal spa on all three, and hold the IMAX on Panorama. Is that going to be it? Yeah, that's going to be it today. All right, perfect. That's $3 billion. What's going to be the payment method? Hello? Hold on, hold on. I'm going through a tunnel. Hello? Are you there? Hello? Ah, uh, again? Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey, yeah. 
is duh night before the cruise and if i'm honest i ain't sleeping but even if i could i'd be dreaming about this weekend all the fun we about to have best we taking this vacation always be booked on our way to embarkation because we know it's in store pockets and palm trees tropical sea breeze and frozen daiquiris oh please thank you sir yes i think i'll have another please don't blow my cover because i'm passing on the muster bring a lover bring a friend bring someone you just met it ain't snowing where we going and the good times never end here's the five more years drinking beers running peers thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter in the tears but we just getting started out here give us a holler if you're looking you can find us somewhere south of the bahamas getting hotter as we go cones and we united so sound that horn because everybody's invited All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming to you not quite live from the compound, the K compound down in Boca Raton, South Florida, sunny South Florida as it may be, as it may be. What do you want me to tell you? Already off to a weird start. I'm trying to freaking do a video podcast here. It's so in my head. And guys, you got to work with me for that. I know we got some new listeners, so this is probably the most horrible time to be doing this, to be shaking things up per se. But I'm hoping that you roll with me. If you're listening to this and you're a new listener, again, we talk about this being an acquired taste. This is especially going to come into play this weekend as we work out some kinks as far as trying to figure out how to navigate our way through this. Uh, video version of the podcast, which people just say I should be doing. People are mentioning to me that, you know what, you got to be on YouTube with your podcast. It just makes more sense. You know, you get more views, you reach a bigger audience, and I'm going to try doing that. I'm going, I have a separate YouTube channel that I started, the Always Be Both Cruise podcast. It is separate from the podcast, from the a channel that you see most of my live stuff come from. So this is a little bit different. We'll see how it goes. Again, with everything, most things in life, there's a learning curve. I like to think I got a couple of the chops. I've developed enough of the chops to kind of get off the ground here. Um, and I would appreciate it. I would appreciate it sincerely if you worked with me as I got through a couple of these kinks. Because I did also mention on the Patreon that, you know, we're at a crucial stage here. We'll always be booked. And uh, yeah, it's serious, but it's never really that serious. You know what I mean? Um, I've kind of come to a couple of epiphanies in life right now. This project that I started a bunch of years ago has been a labor of love for me in so many ways. It's enriched my life in so many ways, and I'd love to be able to keep it going. Will I be able to keep it going? That's the problem. What it has cost me because I'm so passionate about it financially is significant. So I go on for about 45 minutes about that into detail on that on the patreon if that sounds good to you check out the uh always be booked patreon page it's uh the website is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked and there you get five extra shows a week it's eight dollars a month but you know i'm coming i'm i got i'm taking an at bat for you every single day half hour Like clockwork, if I'm not on a ship, I miss a couple every once in a while when I'm on a ship. But really, for the most part, I'm pretty reliable with the five days a week on the Patreon. And I would love to have you guys join that. It's a great way to support this show if you like that, even if you can't necessarily get to it every week. But that's pretty much uh, it. And I'll just talk about the Facebook group really quick. We have a community building place called the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. This is the area where we kind of, I guess, form a bond. We build a community. We get together, we answer questions, we share photos, we share experiences, we uh, ask about questions we might have regarding certain cruise lines. And everybody in the group 
the growing group seems to be pretty responsive when it comes to helping each other out. So that's the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. It is a private group. And I would love to have you join. Uh, I'll let you write in. Just uh, request to join, and I'll let you write in. We'll talk about some other stuff later. But for now, uh, that's pretty much it. Yes, let's let's see what we're doing here. You know, like I said, this is um, you know a a new thing for me trying to do this video stuff. And again, you're probably listening via audio. Ninety eight point six four eight nine percent of you are. So this is in uh, of no consequence to you, but. It is not lost on me that there's a camera staring in me in my face. And I don't know how some of these talented YouTubers do it to be able to kind of just sit there. Well, not too many people do. Well, the professional TV people do. The professional broadcasters do this in a talk show format. You know, they have the chops. I got to get there. I just got to get there. I'll keep working at it. I'll keep trying to get better. Like I always say, the key to life, the key to anything is one word progress no matter how big no matter how small as long as there's progress you got a fighting chance let's talk about the west coast tommy what do you have what do you know about the west coast not a whole lot but i'd like to know more i've been out there been out there a couple times and i've enjoyed it what i'd like to say is that um there is some uh, prep work going on as carnival gets ready to introduce the frenzy firenze out of california uh, I don't know how to say the freaking word. I think it's Firenze. Firenze. That's what we're going to go with. The always be booked official pronunciation of this cruise ship is the Firenze out of California. Hopefully, I'm at least close. Now, I'm excited anytime the West Coast has some cruise action going on out there simply because I'm not a hater. You know what I mean? I'm a lover of the cruise industry, all things cruising, and as cruising passes different milestones in whatever format that happens to be in i'm an advocate and a fan i'm an advocate and a fan of that and you have to be honest california has had some tough times when it comes to cruising not tough time that's not that's a stupid thing to say what i mean is is that it's trailed behind the east coast when it comes to getting the new shiny glistening cruise ships with all the bells and whistles a lot of times the west coast is forgotten that has started to change as of late we started with the carnival panorama and that was an awesome addition out there carnival's vista class ship the newest vista class ship ended up being out there so that was really really cool and that was good to see um and then royal caribbean you know the navigator yeah it's an older ship but even before the amplification it was a phenomenal ship it's a nice big ship it's an unexpectedly enjoyable cruise ship based on the fact that it was built in the early 2000s however they did amplify it and then they put it out to the west coast and uh, that's two solid pieces of hardware i think there's another carnival ship out there maybe a sunshine class ship if i'm not mistaken i think so uh is it the sunrise that's out there no sunrise is in miami if i'm not mistaken uh if I'm not mistaken, I have no freaking idea what I'm talking about. And I never have. And you guys have always supported me for that. Theo Vaughn. Shout out to Theo Vaughn. Uh, but yeah, I'm all over the map. I told you this was going to be weird with the freaking video. I told you. You guys said, no, do the video. This is going to be weird with the video. I'm going to try to plow through it anyway. Again, new listeners, hang hang with me. We'll see. This is going to, this is, we're going to come around here. We're going to figure this out. But so, um, all right. So, what the newest thing that's happening in California is the Carnival Firenze. And uh, this is really unlike anything 
that Carnival has ever really done out there or anything the West Coast has ever really seen. Because I don't think we even know what the hell to make of this new class of cruise ships, this Costa by Carnival experience, Carnival by Costa experience. Uh, but the, the point here is that guests are now able to register. And what that registration is go- going to give them is the ability to know about sales that are going to go on with Firenze and uh, the promotions, uh, updates, uh, really anything. Anything that's going to go on with this cruise ship because it is going to launch in the spring of 2014. So there's still plenty of time. There's a lot of moving parts that are still going on. And there's a lot of information to be able to take in. So it's definitely going to behoove you to maybe sign up for that at carnival.com and check out all the updates and everything, especially if you're living on the West Coast or if you're just interested in cruising in general. I'm absolutely going to sign up to see what's going on. But, you know, these uh, runs are going to be mostly Baja and Mexican Riviera runs. Uh, The specific details and pricing on the ship have not been released yet, but they are about to be released. And this is why this opportunity is very, very important because this lets you have access to information that other people won't get. You'll know what's going to happen with this cruise ship before it it starts. Um, So aside from the decor, Fans of Carnival can also look forward to many Italian-themed restaurants on this ship, uh, bars, entertainment venues, options like that. This is really a mess. I'm not comfortable doing this. (laughs) But we're going to plow through, guys. We're not going to give up. We're going to plow through. Uh, So the ship. (sighs) Talking frankly to you guys, I am curious as to what this experience is going to be like because it's to me it's a little tricky for carnival so carnival cruise line is taking their costa ships some of them and bringing them over to carnival cruise line and they are trying to offer an italian experience now i don't know how you sell this do you know how you're selling this carnival do you know what you're going to do with these ships now if i'm going to call carnival let's just say i'm a new cruiser I don't know anything about cruising, and uh, I just want to go on a cruise because my friends told me it's fun. And I say, I leave in California. Are you going to try to sell me this ship in the same way you would sell me the Panorama? Because you could argue that that's not necessarily fair. You know what I mean? You could argue that they should disclaim this a little bit and say, hey, yes, we are Carnival, but I have this ship. It's the Firenze. It's not necessarily like the Carnival experience you might be used to, but it's a beautiful ship. It's got a lot of Italian-themed decor. Is it going to be the same amount of party? Is it going to have the great DJs on there? Is it going to have that comedy um, experience that Carnival offers? Is it going to have the best steakhouse at sea? There's so many things that are unique to Carnival that... I haven't heard whether or not these are going to carry over to the uh, Carnival by Costa experience. So what do you guys think? Do you think that this ship, these ships, whether it's the Firenze in uh, California, the Venezia in New York, and the Luminosa, how did I remember that in Australia? I don't know how I got that right. But, uh, you know, all those three things Are they going to be a different experience? And should Carnival let the potential guests, you guys, uh, as travelers, should you be alerted that you are not on a regular Carnival ship, you are on a uh, Carnival by Costa experience? Or will it matter? Is it just in name? Because they are going to change some things. Like I said, they're going to have the Italian restaurant on there. They're going to have, um, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Am I going to walk into the nightclub expecting a regular dance party and I'm going to see Dean Martin, a cover band with a rat pack in there? You know what I mean? 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Why am I walking through the casino and some guy pulls me aside and said he's gonna make me an offer I can't refuse? I don't know what to expect on this cruise ship, and I'd like a little information. Help me out, Carnival. What do you think? All right. So Christine Duffy. Christine Duffy is in the mix, and she's talking the talk. She's walking the walk. We all know that there's been some issues with Carnival. I mean. Some people know firsthand, but any of us who follows cruising and cruise ships knows that there have been some issues on Carnival regarding some of the, we'll call them behavioral issues. Anytime it is what it is, you know, people want to use the word Walmart of cruising. Carnival has that reputation across the board. They will, you know, much to the, uh, m- much to the joy of the, a lot of, a lot of the competition, people love to say, yeah, Carnival. It's a low, low-grade cruise line, cheap, discounted. They get a horrible, you know, uh, you know, it's all, you know, trashy people who can't afford a lot and they want to do drugs and have fights on cruise ships. That's the knock. Uh, my experience is that's not my day-to-day on Carnival. Does it happen? Can it happen? Would it happen? Yeah, and especially maybe on some of the older ships, I would say it probably does, but. I think that is the exception rather than the norm. However, having said that, it obviously has become a little bit of an issue, a little bit of a problem to the level where Carnival CEO, Christine Duffy, has um, decided that she should step in and make a statement. So what I want to do is dissect what she said. Little by little, I want to kind of read between the lines because... Some of these corporations, I've always said it to, whether it's cruising, anything corporate-wise, where there's a board of directors, I think, yes, compromise, um, you know, team building, team participation works in so many ways, but it also hurts you in so many ways because the message, when you have so many chefs in the kitchen, the message becomes diluted. It becomes, you know... There's a vision. Somebody has a vision, and that vision is usually either genius or not. To me, it should be somebody's vision. And then, yeah, you need a team, but that team should only be in place to serve that original vision. If all those people, the team members, all have a say, then what happens is there's compromise kicks in. All right, I think this but I'm going to compromise that. That person thinks something else, but because I think this, they're going to throw me a bone and compromise that. And then what happens is you get a compromise and just a a whole product or policy or procedure, anything that just is reflective of a bunch of people not really getting what they want. Diluted, completely diluted. And I think sometimes when People get together, and I think I don't know. I I I've heard bits and pieces of this uh, address that 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 Christine Duffy made, and uh, I want to listen to it with you guys in real time and see if there's anything as far as you know. Did she make any faux pas? Did she make sense across the board? Is her message clear? Is she you know what what what's the deal? I just want to dissect the message and with you in real time. See what the hell Christine is talking about. So let's get into that right now. Hi, I'm Christine Duffy, president of Carnival Cruise Line, with an important message for our guests. We've all seen the news coverage and social media posts of people behaving badly. It's happening in stores, restaurants, at sporting events, in schools, on airplanes, in theme parks. Okay, so that's interesting right off the bat. Now, do you buy that? Because I see where she's going with this 100%. And it's you can make the argument that it's a smart strategy. 
Okay. All the people that are talking about carnival and the issues and problems that they're having as far as people misbehaving on cruise ships, yes, they exist. So what she's trying to do is say, hey, listen, this is not just a carnival cruise ship thing. Have you been on an airplane lately? Have you seen the airports? Have you seen the shopping malls? What she's trying to take, what she's trying to do is take the a societal problem and a societal issue and extrapolate that down to what carnival is. And she's trying to say this is this is just carnival uh, being a microcosm of regular society. Now, the only problem with the argument, Miss Duffy, is that it doesn't seem like the other cruise lines are having this much of an issue with people being problematic at sea. But uh, let's let her continue. And yes, on cruise ships, too. As the cruise line that sails more children and families than any other. I want to share with you the steps that we have taken to ensure that our guests have a safe, fun, and great vacation on board. Okay, steps. Anytime corporations and board of directors uh, are upset with something, that's what they want. They want a plan. They want to see bullet points. They want to see a five to ten step plan. Where are you going with this? What? Give me your give me your bullet points. I want to see a plan. So Carnival, what they're doing is, and I don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. It's box checking, right? It's checking boxes. So let's come up with this. We'll come up with eight things right off the bat that we can do right now that's going to fix this problem right away and shut our board of directors up and shut our shareholders up for a little while. Now, that's me being a little rushing to judgment. She could have the plan right here, and it could be absolutely amazing. But I will say that's just a strategy in corporate America. People aren't happy. All right, what's the plan? Give them a plan. That'll. I, I remember that early back in the day, you know, when the, the restaurants have been slow or whatever. Corporate comes in. Okay, let's sit down, come up with the plan. We're not doing any of this stuff. Yeah, but they want to see a plan. So let's just do the plan. I'm not saying that's what's happening with Carnival. I'm just saying my corporate background uh, lends itself to just that's my knee-jerk reaction as your favorite cynicist, cynic. My colleagues and I have been reviewing and updating security procedures, providing additional training to our crew, and enhancing guest communications to support the behaviors we expect on our ships. All of our ships have had more security personnel added, and we've introduced narcotic-sniffing dogs at home ports to screen luggage on both a routine and random basis. I've talked about cruise ship security, and I've talked about it at length. I've written articles about it, and uh, knowing and being familiar with this part of, I guess, business and hospitality, the security end of it, uh, I don't know. It's not about adding more people. It's not about throwing more people at this problem. I'm telling you that right now. It's about retraining. Anytime I've been in the field on a cruise ship and I've seen security have to be involved, I've seen either security personnel being absolutely afraid, A, because they're literally half the size of any of the perpetrators, either that or on the other side of it, I've seen them escalate. I haven't seen any preventative measures i haven't seen anybody kind of stepping back and looking to de-escalate you got to be a communicator and if you're going to have a problem like this carnival especially if you're going to take this approach where you really want to attack this problem you have to get people in there i could tell you right now 
here's 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 a uh, in the nightclubs what we would do we would have very very relatable people because if the fight breaks out it's already too late somebody's going to get hurt there's going to be blood there's going to be problems somebody's going to get sued it's all about preventing okay so you get a big giant muscle head that's a deterrent you know what i mean and people say well this guy could kill you with a tic-tac even though he's 130 pounds yeah but i don't know that he, that guy could, that guy might be able to end my life right now with a tic-tac, but I don't know that. I don't see that, and based on his stature, I'm not necessarily going to not have a problem or not get into a problem because I'm afraid of him. You know what I mean? Not that you want people to be afraid of people, but it is the first level of a deterrent. And then the other thing we would do is if we saw, you know, you got to befriend people. It's a broken windows type of thing. You know, if you treat the place as if it's nice and you reach out and make a connection, you know, we'd see a, a bunch of like, you know, let's call them, listen, it is what it is, Jersey Shore type guys. They'd come to the front door and you could see this is nine times out of 10. These guys are the types of guys that cause the problems, not to stereotype, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? You get that, you know, people just off the Staten Island Ferry, they're wearing their freaking skin tight shirts and there's going to be an issue. All security guys were in their heads at the door. And they're like, they would just start messing with them, playing around. Oh, what do you got? Look at this. Uh-oh, these guys. You guys want a job? We could use you on staff here. Would you just get back from the gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they hey. And then they grab them. First of all, they, they, they ingratiated themselves with them. Say, you're not going to cause any problem in here tonight, right? Do me a favor. Can you do me a favor? If you see anything wacky going on in there, you're a big dude. I trust you. Can you make sure you let me know about it? You know what, man? That absolutely works. Now this big juice head who came in here and ready to think he's going to be the toughest guy in the room. Now the bouncer management has deputized him to kind of look out and be his eyes and ears. I'm not saying that's going to happen on a cruise ship, but it's not just about adding 10 more 135-pound Filipinos who can kill you with the because they fought in eight different wars, they can kill you with a tic-tac. That's not what it is. It's about deterrence. It's about communication. It's ultimately about psychology. All right, moving on. So our guests shouldn't be surprised if they even see dogs come on board at both our home ports and destination outports to make random searches. Illegal drugs, including marijuana, on cruise ships and in cruise terminals is prohibited. And in case there's any confusion, let me remind guests that while marijuana and cannabis products may be legal in some states, we are required. All right, so a couple of things. The dogs are a good idea. Uh, drug sniffing dogs will scare people. That is that is a legitimate deterrent. And if you're going to have more of those, and I've heard I've I've heard from people that they are present, so that is going to scare some people. You already see, you know, you won when you see people in the Facebook groups. Are, oh, imagine all this over a plant, dude. It's about rules and regulations. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. It just is what it is. You know, I, I'm. You can't fight city hall. You can fight city hall, but you got to do it the right way. Federal law does not allow marijuana. Cruise lines operate via federal law. And that's the issue. So there's nothing you could do. So yes, in order to, and this is not about marijuana. This is about the whole thing from start to finish is about the guest experience. This is about guests on Carnival Cruise Line not feeling comfortable because either noise, drugs in the air, fights, safety, that type of thing. If there was a little bit of weed and everything was fine throughout the ship and there were no problems, you'd have far less people complaining. But this is ultimately about safety. It's about people enjoying their vacation. And yes, 
you have to, you know, it's about, you could have all the laws in the world. It's about how you enforce them. And when you have drug sniffing dogs, that means that you are serious about enforcing your laws and your policies. And I think that's good. But listen to what she said here. When she said, let me remind you. Drugs, including marijuana, on cruise ships and in cruise terminals is prohibited. And in case there's any confusion, let That right there. In case there's any confusion, that's Christine Duffy saying, in case you got a big giant load of shit in your ear and you can't hear me, let me make it clear for you. That's a nice way to do that. And sometimes you got to talk to people like that. Remind guests that while marijuana and cannabis products may be legal in some states, we are required to follow federal law, our home ports and destination outports to make random searches. Illegal drugs, including marijuana, on cruise ships and in cruise terminals is prohibited. And in case there's any confusion, let me remind guests that while marijuana and cannabis... That right there. In case there's any confusion, let me remind you, that's translation for, hey, in case you got shit in your ear and you can't hear what I'm saying to you, here's how it's going to be. And you know what? I'm not mad at that line of communication either because sometimes people don't get the message. I know it's just sometimes it's it's like people do not get the message. People think you're playing with them. And every once in a while, you got to let them know that you're not playing around anymore. You know what I mean? It's it's. It's it's real. These products may be legal in some states. We are required to follow federal law, irrespective of the law in the state where you may be boarding your ship. For guests using medical marijuana, you should consult with your physician about an alternative therapy during your cruise, as marijuana, as I said, is prohibited and will be confiscated. See, when I grew up, if you smoked weed, you were on drugs. When I grew up, that's how it was. If you, if you smoked weed, you, oh, you know, yes, it was a lightweight, lightweight drug, a gateway drug, whatever you want to call it. But when I was young, if we saw people, oh, you know what? He smokes weed. That, that, that was a state. You were, you were on drugs. You know what I mean? That's not the case anymore. And I get it. And I understand that laws have changed in so many states where it's become okay and it's become medicinal. And I, who am I to tell you that that's not right? But that doesn't change what federal law is and that doesn't change what you know cruise ships have to abide by so that's the only reason they're taking such a hard line on that all guests must now acknowledge and commit to our code of conduct during the check-in process so whether it's smoking illegal substances or disruptive behavior there are consequences in place for those who do not comply including fines being confined to your cabin or being removed from the ship and banned from sailing in the future. When I was running these restaurants, there was a cell phone problem. Cell phones, just now you, you gave up that fight. You know what I mean? We gave up that fight, I think. It's very, very difficult to keep people not away from their cell phone. You just have to try to contain it as much as possible. But in the beginning, we were trying to fight that fight. No, you can't have your cell phone on the floor. It's just not allowed. It's not okay. I mean, it's true. It still should be true. I mean, if you're in a restaurant, you're trying to get in touch with your server or anybody, and you see them in a corner on a cell phone, that's not really making you feel good about separating yourself from your money with that person who's obviously interested more on what's going on on that device than they are with what you need at your table. So that was always the issue. So what I would say to them is, hey, you know, I would give them a warning. You know what I mean? Say, hey, I need you off your phone, please. Come on. 
and then they would do it again. So then if they did it again, what I would do is I would just take them into the office. We'd go into the office because it's about making it a thing. What you're doing right there is you're making it important. What they want is just, okay, give me my little yelling at and let me be on my way. Or fire me, whatever. Just get it done quick. You know what I mean? That's what they want. Um, but no, I said, hey, come on in the office. Uh, you got a second? Yeah, well, actually, I don't. I've got three tables. Okay. After you're done with two of those tables and you're down to one table, I'd like to see you in the office. Whenever, whenever that works. You know what I mean? You're respectful of their time. Then when they have the ability, you sit them. They come into the office. Then they stand there. Yes. Why don't you have a seat? And they're like, already, why do I have to sit down for this? Have a seat. Listen, I got a big place here. I have 25 employees. It's very, very difficult. So I get it. I get where you're coming from. Big deal. I look on my cell phone. No big deal. I I have to check something. Maybe it's an emergency. Maybe it's a text I need to see. Whatever. Um, What is the big deal if I am? I understand where you're coming from with that type of mentality. But from my mentality, what I have with you extrapolate that out to 25 other people who are just checking this or checking that or checking in on this twice an hour. If you look up, I got a whole restaurant full of staff that are always on their phone. Somebody is always on their phone at any given time. So because of that, because of the difficulty it is to manage that, what I have to do is take a little bit more of a harder line on it than I want to. So I have to eliminate all usage of cell phones. If you need to use your phone as an emergency or you think you might get a call or something's going on, you have an issue that you have to check in on, you can come up to me and let me know and I'll excuse you off the floor and you can go check your phone. But that's the only way in which you could use your phone. Again, not trying to take such a hard line on it, but what I have to do is put in a policy where if you're on your phone after a couple of warnings, you have to go home. Does that make sense to you now that I explain it to you like that? And they say, yes, it, it, it does. I get it. You're in a crazy position. I probably shouldn't be on my phone. You're right. So what that puts, what that does is you go back out there. I could tell you how many times they, I've had that talk with them. And then let's call it 10 minutes later. They're on their phone again. They see me that I see them that they're on their phone. When I have to send them home, sometimes they just go home. They're like a couple of times they looked at me. I see them be disappointed. They go in the back. They're gone. They come back out with their coat on. They come up to me and they say, Tommy, my bad. You're absolutely right. I shouldn't have been on my phone. And um, I won't do it again. And I understand I have to go home now. And they, they send themselves home sometimes. All right, let's keep it moving here. We've also implemented a youth curfew. And I've even called in the big guy. And by that, I mean our chief fun officer, Shaq O'Neal, to help us get the message out. In addition to the new signage that we've put in the terminals and on the ship, you'll see a series of video messages from Shaq on your stateroom TVs, reminding guests of our policies and our collective responsibility to have fun and be safe. All right, this is a little uh, cringy right here. What they think is that because, you know, I don't want to even introduce the, if it's like, um, you know, the, if they think that Shaq is going to be able to come in and because he's cool and he's hip and he's NBA and whatever else, you know, he's just, you know, speaks to the youth. Shaq is two or three generations removed from any of the troublemakers. People who are going to respond to Shaq are like my age anyway. You know what I mean? Shaq's older than me. It's not like Shaq has his finger on the pulse of the youth. Um, and then this is clearly like a bunch of 
let's call it what it is, slightly out of touch people kind of getting together and saying, oh, I have the perfect move. Let's get Shaq in. Shaq is going to, you know, these kids will listen to Shaq. No, Shaq is a Shaq is a get off my lawn guy just as much as any of us. Shaq is a cop. You know what I mean? Shaq is a law enforcement uh, guru. He's been a sheriff, uh, even if it's been ceremonial. He's always wanted to be a sheriff. He's a disciplined guy. He's a my way or the highway guy. And, um, you know, while he is a former NBA player, a Hall of Famer, championships, all that stuff, dominant guy, I don't think he's necessarily uh, going to be like, you know, a situation where a video from Shaq in the rooms is going to change all these people's uh, way. Oh, look, be cool. Don't screw it. Be cool. Don't disrupt people on the cruise ship. Be like Shaq. That's not necessarily going to work. So, I mean, you could have just done it and had him do it without the introduction. Oh, we called in the big fella. And you call him Shaq. Nobody calls him Shaq O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal or Shaq. Don't say Shaq O'Neal. You sound ridiculous. Sorry. Details on all safety and security policies are included in our ticket contract, which you should review prior to booking. We know how to show our guests a great cruise experience, and our ships are full of fun-loving guests. That's why we're so successful and why guests keep coming back. So please help us make sure your carnival vacation is safe, fun, and memorable by respecting each other, our crew, and the ocean. Now, with all that said, let the fun begin. All right, I gave her a little bit of a hard time, and as I'm just watching the end of it, maybe it was a little unfair in certain areas, but I guess I was just kind of nitpicking a little bit as far as the effectiveness of the actual video. But kudos for them for actually taking action and putting out a video. Kudos to them for actually realizing that there is a significant issue that's going on on their cruise ships that is bothering the guests. You hear about it all the time. It's very, very easy, and I can tell you right now, uh, unfortunately— I'm not proud of it. I've been on that end of people who I can tell you when we came home to our room a couple of times, we were playing music and I know, you know what? The next day I wasn't necessarily, it was a little lost on me the night of, but the next day I know that by the look of the neighbors, they weren't happy with us. And I got to do a better job of being considerate to people, maybe take it to an area where it's a little bit more out of the way of cabins and things like that. Be a little more considerate of people who want to get up early, get to their excursions. But what you have a lot of times is group crew where uh, factions of people will just take over a hallway and they're going from one room to the other. They don't want to stop the party at 3 a.m. They're going to sleep till noon anyway. Who cares? You know what I mean? You got a bunch of kids, young uh, 20-year-olds that are really, they're, they're on this cruise to party. And what you have going on at 7 in the morning as far as having to be in the main theater to go on a Virgin Gorda Baths tour is not of consequence to them. So they're not being respectful of you. And cruise ships, we have to look at it like that. We have to look at cruise ships as uh, a place where we give each other respect. They ban speakers. You know, that uh, that that rule was always in place, that you're not supposed to have Bluetooth extra speakers. Uh, now they're going to enforce it. I don't like that rule. But I have to respect that rule. I always bring a Bluetooth speaker. I like to have music on my balcony or in my room when I'm getting ready, some reggae, some tropical music to put me in the vibe and in the mood for where we're going and where we are. Uh, but I totally understand why they're, why they're taking that away uh, because people are abusing it. And you know what? If I can get a cruise ship that's a little bit more, let, let's just say people kind of respecting each other's um, you know, 
tolerance for noise, tolerance for disruption throughout the night, and it just becomes a little bit more of a cohesive sailing. If I got to get rid of my Bluetooth, I'll still try to get it on board. Let's see if it works. So maybe I'll try to get a smaller one on board. Even when I, I have started, I noticed on my last cruise, I, I did realize that during the day, I'll play it a little bit loud. But if it's at nine o'clock and I'm just out of the shower, who knows what's going on in the cabins on either side of me. So I'll make sure it's a little bit lower. I'll be a little bit more considerate. Uh, if you have a connecting cabin, that's going to be a little tough. And I did have a connecting cabin on Allure of the Seas, but that is what it is. Either way, Liz, I did Raz Carnival a little bit. That's kind of what I do. I break chops. I bust chops. I nitpick. I attack. I make fun. I find little angles where I could kind of proverbial break chops. But um, all in all, I do respect Carnival for making this move. I respect Christine Duffy p- for putting this out. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. That's where I stand on any of it. But for now, let's get into the emails. Hi, Tommy. My oh, by, by the, First of all, hold on. Let me look at me jumping ahead here. Your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. If you want to be a part of the show by sending me an email, whether you have a question, correction, uh, uh, commentary of any sort whatsoever, please email me, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. If it's relevant, respectful, all that type of thing, I will 100% read it on the air. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Do not hesitate. Also, if you want to book travel, if you want to go anywhere, if you want to go on a cruise, set sail anywhere in the world, I'm your guy. Always be booked. Travel. Whatever the F. (laughs) I'm a travel agent is what I'm trying to say to you. And I wasn't always a good travel agent. I feel like I am now. Uh, I feel like what I have to offer as a travel agent is the fact that I will, uh, much to the, I guess, detriment of my business, I will put choices in front of you. In sales, you're supposed to not put too many choices in front of people because it confuses them and then they don't book. If that's what happens, as far as I'm concerned, if that's what happens, that's what happens, right? What I want to do is make sure that you guys get the best possible deal. And if it takes you a little bit of a a, a while to decide, or even if you don't want to go, you don't go. But I'm not going to hold back on options for you. Like if I got you, so for instance, if if I sold you on a cruise and then two days later or, you know, you're thinking you're going to book that cruise, but then uh, let's just say half a day later, I find another one that I think might be better. I'm not going to not show you that cruise because I think I already got you sold on the first one. That's going to cost me money. That will always cost you money as a salesman, but that's not what I am. I am not a salesman. I'm not a salesman first. I'm also not going to be the type of person that's going to keep deals from you. Uh, If you have a casino deal, a lot of times I can't get commission off of it. But at the same time, I don't care because my main thing, I am not just a travel agent. You know what I mean? If I was just a travel agent, I could see why some of those people are just hardcore on just making sure they sell you whatever they could sell you, when they sell you, how they could sell you. Not me. Um, If I give you, get you the best deal, even if I don't get direct commission off that sale, I'll probably retain your trust as a listener, as an advocate for you know consumers in terms of cruising and that's what i try to do so tommy at always be booked if you want to send an email to the show or tommy at always be booked.com always be booked.com if you want to book travel or at least get a quote doesn't hurt right we're getting quotes out here you know what i mean all right tommy my wife and i were in st thomas last week as part of our 10-day cruise aboard the viking sea we got a viking sea listener here huh We embarked at San Juan and visited the islands of Tortola, St. Kitts, St. Lucia, Barbados, Dominica. That right there is a bucket list cruise for me. That, along with Bermuda, 
are islands that I have not been to yet. So I definitely want to check that out. Um, where else are we? Uh, Tigua and St. Thomas. I love the mountaintop views from St. Thomas in the harbor below. I took the attached photo, which is my new screensaver in it. Uh, you can see our cruise ship to the far left as the to the Norwegian Escape. On the far right, you can see another ship, but I can't make out which one it is. This was a relaxing and laid-back cruise with truly awesome food at every meal. While in Barbados, we drove right past Rihanna's $24.5 million penthouse. You got my attention when you're talking about Rihanna. Anytime you're talking about Rihanna, I'm in. When in Antigua, we saw one of Eric Clapton's houses. What a stunning off uh, cliffside view he has. While we were in St. Martin, we drove past the nude beach, Orient Beach. It's half nude. There's a nude side and a not so nude side. It's a little bit weird. Uh, says they didn't see anything. And Maho Beach, which is also known as Airport Beach, but no air traffic other than small planes. We did, however, stop at a French Bakery in town. They had excellent uh, pastries. Take care, Tommy. Bob. Bob, thank you for the email. Just basically, Bob, just telling us about his cruise, which is always welcome here. You know what I mean? Uh, those are some of the nicest ports. You got the best of both worlds because that is a Eastern Caribbean run, which you were able to enjoy. And then you went to Barbados and all those, I call them Soka, Southeast Caribbean, which is Barbados, Antigua, uh, you know, the the uh, all those, St. Lucia. All those places that are very, very remote. I mean, that's real deal island stuff. You know, St. Thomas has to be a lot different than them. I want to check them out so bad because while I love St. Thomas and St. Thomas is my favorite island, you can't, it's impossible to ignore the American influence that is on St. Thomas. You know what I mean? But when you get out to a place like St. Lucia and Barbados, you're probably looking at something different. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. But Bob, thank you so much for the email. And I appreciate you letting us know how that cruise was. And I am a little bit jealous because that is an absolute bucket list type of a sailing for me. I'm probably not going to ever be on Viking. But that itinerary is... Um, in the cards you know what i mean so that's one thing i have to say if this whole thing goes through where i am able to continue doing always be booked and again check out the patreon uh, uh patreon.com uh p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked and i give the whole explanation about my plans for the future regarding if always be booked is going to be able to continue or not i'm hoping it will be and i'm excited about it if it is but i i am booked I am booked on the Carnival Venezia on a 12-day cruise, I believe, 14, 12 or 14-day 14 cruise, where for the first time, I will be going to uh, all those stops that you just mentioned, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Um, the only problem is, is that if I do end up getting a different job, if I get a job, I won't be able to go on that one because I do have the Always Be Booked group cruise, Pirates and Pier Runners Part 3, uh, earlier that month. So we'll have to see what happens there, but I'm looking forward to it. If I do get a chance coming this October, I will be on that ship. Hey, Tommy, a thought for you. I watch a lot of coaster enthusiasts roller coasters is that what you're talking about uh so he watches a lot of roller coaster enthusiast youtube channels i've noticed that these people always do a top 50 top 25 top 10 list of best roller coasters uh in the comments it sparks massive debate 
I think you could do that with your favorite ships and cruise experiences. Add short facts about the ship and what makes it good. I think that would easily spark a lot of comment engagement, or at least I would think so. Regards, Mike. It's a good idea, Mike. I've actually watched some of those roller coaster shows. I just like you know the POV style where you're sitting like there. It's like you're sitting on the roller coaster. A lot of those I just wouldn't get on. Those ones where they're kind of just going up, 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 up. And then when they get here, you know, you expect to continue. You expect to see when are we going to start going down, but it doesn't. It goes like more of like a, like a, like a this freaking thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. It freaks me out a little bit, but I do like watching it on YouTube. As far as top 10, top 50s, I would feel like you don't have an authority to say which are the top 10 best or the top five best or the t- unless you've been on all of them. I could do my top favorites of the ones I've been on, but there are so many cruise ships out there. You know, when you go on roller coasters, right, you know, it's probably not arguable which are the top 20 roller coasters that there are or the top 10 roller coasters. They're usually like the newest, the biggest, uh, the most popular. You can hit up the top roller coasters because in five years what whatever was the top roller coaster you don't have to hit that one anymore because it's already been done that's not the top roller coaster anymore they evolve so you're always dealing with probably a revolving five roller coasters that are arguably the best or the scariest so it's a little bit easier to hit all them and then once you hit all them you immediately become a qualified judge as to whether or not those roller coasters you could pit them all up against each other and that's you know roller coasters yeah, they're subjective a little bit, but cruise ships are more subjective because the experience can be so different. You know, I don't think anybody is going to put a top 10 roller coaster in the mix that's just old, made out of wood and scenic just because it's a classic. When you're talking about cruise ships, you'll have people, I guarantee you, the independence of the seas is somebody's favorite cruise ship. The Carnival Paradise is somebody's favorite cruise ship. But under no circumstances am I ever going to say, well, you got to put them in the top 10 because you know what? It's re- so it's a little tough. It's a little tough to do top 10, top 15, especially when you haven't been on them all. But I do see what you're saying. And I do see what you're talking about when it comes to sparking massive debate. And you never go wrong with massive debate. What else did you say? Something else. Um, with your favorite ships and cruise experiences, add short facts about the ship. I did think I did. I do plan on doing that maybe doing some things and you'll see in the next youtube video where i'm going to pit the norwegian breakaway up against the freedom of the seas and kind of like do a head-to-head comparison a showdown a heavyweight bout if you will the freedom of the seas in one corner from royal caribbean against the norwegian breakaway head-to-head let's go stat for stat uh, item by item which is going to win which cruise ship is going to come out on top and that's going to be my next video so that's a little bit am i moving this thing around here sorry uh that's going to be a little bit of um of a fun thing that we're going to do coming up tommy can you take a heating pad on royal caribbean cruises leaving saturday see i already answered this directly because barbara said that this was time sensitive and i wanted to make sure i got the information the answer is no but yes so the answer is uh you're not supposed to you know what I mean? You're not supposed to bring uh, extension cords. You're not supposed to bring uh, uh, what the speakers. You're not supposed to bring power surges or surge protectors on there. You're not supposed to bring any of that stuff. But more often than not, if it's, 
I don't want to say hidden, but hidden properly, you can get them on uh, without a problem. So I can't sit here and tell you, yes, you're allowed to. But Barbara, I don't think you're going to have a problem if you put it deep within the middle of your luggage. I think you'd be absolutely fine. Heat your bones. Those bones need to be heated. What's it called? Uh, Not cryotherapy? Heat heat therapy? Heat? Yeah. Heat Thermal therapy? Thermal pee? Hey, Tommy, hearing a lot of bad press on social media about Norwegian Cruise Line. Well, sorry about that because uh, <laughs> I'm responsible for it. Trying to block it out from my upcoming cru- cruise in March on Prima uh, so I can make my own opinion and try to enjoy the ship. However, I do want to do some educational research on the ship. What do you recommend for someone trying to navigate this and avoid the Debbie Downers? Thanks in advance, Jeff. Jeff, I'm not going to pile on here. I have a lot to say about Norwegian. If you listened to the last podcast, you know that already. But what I'll say is this is the Prima. You should be excited. You should be excited if you were going on the Norwegian Sky. But you're going on the best cruise ship that Norwegian has to offer. The newest, the most evolved version of what Norwegian is. Yes, you might come across some of the things I mentioned that are a little off-putting from a Norwegian standpoint. But don't let any of that get you down. Enjoy the cruise. I think it's best to deal with a little bit of the Debbie Downer stuff before the cruise because it allows you to manage your expectations. You know what I mean? You can go in knowing, oh, this is that up nickel and diming that they talked about. Oh, these are the cartons, the paper cartons of water that Tommy was talking about. Oh, this is the extra upcharge for that that they were mentioning. Know that that stuff is coming, and that helps you when you watch and listen to some of the Debbie Downers like I guess sometimes I could be. It puts you in a position to understand it and not get punched in the face with it and have it be such a shock. Also, just do some ship tours. I don't see really people talking much shit on ship tours. It's just a ship tour. You see how pretty the ship is. You see where everything is. You get your bearings about the ship, where you're going to be, where you want to go, some of the venues you want to check out. And it's basically that on ship tours. You don't really get a lot of Debbie Downers or people, um, you know, talking mess about the cruise ship on ship tours so watch watch some ship tours and then when you do hear the bad stuff take it in absorb it and let that kind of you know how how often does that happen you watch a movie right everybody says this is the best freaking movie you got to watch this movie the best movie i've seen in 20 years you go and sit down you get your popcorn out the preview start you're watching that screen you're like let's see what you got this better be good you know joey frankie stacy robbie gina uh, alessandra Rebecca, Esther, Stephen. I said Stephen already, right? Arthur, um, Lupe, Ralph, Sonal, all of them. They've all said it was great. This better be good. This better be good. Whereas everybody tells you, oh, that was a terrible movie. Oh, but I already got tickets for the movie. Oh, don't go. Just don't go. It's bad. It's really bad. And then you go sit down and you're like, oh, I got to sit through this thing. And then it surprises you. You know what I mean? When you hear people talking shit about a particular cruise line or a ship, let that kind of fuel you to manage your expectations on it. So I think it can be helpful. Tommy, listening to your show today, as you are trying to find your niche, what would keep you from recording your weekly podcast, but also doing it as a YouTube live stream? It would give you an opportunity to get some reach, let folks tip you and help you grow the YouTube channel. And at the same time, you could focus on your perceived core strength podcasting. My perceived core strength? What are you saying? That's not really my core strength? You just do it in live stream form. Um, 
my pal Pete, the planner, Peter Dunn, does this every week. We do it like we we do it live. You was you wrote life live on Facebook. Probably only ten to thirty people are on the live stream, but it does drive the reach. You also get the added benefit of live chat with the fans. Speaking of Nola, my wife and I went down there for one night last March. We drove in for Garth Brooks. I think you were spot on. Oysters and Cajun sampler, jambalaya, red beans and rice, and have a hurricane or two. We went to the Creole House restaurant and oyster bar on Canal street i saw that place that looked good spectacular food keep swinging jeremiah uh, jeremiah i don't swing man what are you putting out rumors for bro what do you think you're gonna have people thinking out here thinking i'm the upside down pineapple guy i'm not a swinger but uh keep swinging maybe like swing away swing for the fences try to do my thing all right so as far as a live stream for the podcast this i don't know i'm doing this video I don't know if people are going to like it at all. I certainly am not comfortable doing this yet. Maybe, again, again, you have to step out of your comfort zone and you have to give things time. You have to see. Maybe it becomes something. I don't know. You'll never know unless you try. So live stream maybe down the road, but I don't want to I don't want to do that. I don't want to focus on a chat. If I do a live stream, I'm not going to be dealing with the chat. If people want to super chat, that would be more than welcome and appreciated, but I don't want to have it be like when you're a listener at home and you feel like you're missing out because I'm responding to chats that you're not necessarily seeing or participating in, but you know. Alive is not out of the question. Let's do the baby steps first. Let's start with this, you know, at least video format. See how it goes. If I develop a level of comfortability with this, we will take it from there. And Nola, yeah, I loved it. I loved freaking Nola. Myself and my friend JP are already talking about maybe doing a Nola trip, another drive. We'll split the drive up, you know, six hours and six hours. I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to get back out there, not necessarily during Mardi Gras, but maybe on the outskirts of Mardi Gras. I want the food again. I want that music. That music is so good. You just go. It's like a freaking, it's like a musical buffet. You walk down that street. It's got, you go into a different place, piano bar, loud music. You got hillbilly honky tonk music. You got heavy metal music. You got rock and roll music. You got hardcore authentic New Orleans jazz, the drumline music. It got it all. Uh, such a culture rich city and fun and fun and people out there like i said my, my friend colin told me and he was right that's what it was a a, a guy that i have a uh, new back in the day when you know he was working with me at the the company that i worked for he said man new orleans nobody does classy nobody blurs the line between classy and sloppy like new orleans you have some of the most well-dressed affluent people who really really care about their wardrobe and appearance and their i guess their 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 image at eight o'clock at night but are absolutely ossified and destroyed by two or three a.m it's it's right up my alley I, i love it i love it i will i will keep swinging jeremiah absolutely Tommy, I've been listening to you on and off for many years. You are doing a great job. I know that monetarily this is not enough for you to live on, but your YouTube podcast, New Amp on Friday, 
the trivia game are all great ideas. You are appealing to many people that you didn't before. I also appreciate your dependability on shows, which has improved. I am so proud to be a Patreon member and listen to you every morning. I have written questions to you that you have answered. And though one time I knew you couldn't answer because you haven't traveled to Europe, you found a wonderful woman to answer. That was Emma, who gave me a gr- who gave me great information that I will use. I like that you are working with Cruise Tips TV. Am I? Uh, Lalita Loca, Doug Parker, and all the other people you've brought on. Well, I don't know if I'd be wor- say I'd be working with them. We mention each other. We collaborate sometimes with some of them. Um, and we've had some fun in the past. And we've interacted, I would say. Working with, I would say, um, you know, maybe... Maybe some of them, yeah. You have done a great job, and I hope this works out for you because I would really hate to lose you if you choose to go back to the restaurant management. Thanks again. Wishing you good luck, Barbara. Barbara has been such a good listener and a loyal Patreon and just a great, great addition to always be booked for so long. She's been phenomenal. And Barbara, this is the type of email that I treasure because I know it comes from a position of caring. I know it comes from a position of really, really wanting what's best for myself as well as always be booked. And you are one of the few that I'm speaking of that I really know that you are legitimately loyal to what I try to do here. And uh, I think that's a great email to end on. I want to thank you guys for listening again uh just to recap i have a patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked eight dollars a month five extra shows a freaking week come on where are you gonna get that also um you know the uh the, the always be booked cruise and travel lounge on facebook always be booked on instagram i'm very very close to 2,000 subscribers on youtube so if you haven't subscribed to always be booked on youtube please do so now you have to look because i have two youtube channels now one is the always be always be booked uh cruise podcast and the other one is the always be booked cruise and travel show uh so that's two you understand what I'm saying. Uh, the one that I'm closer to as far as getting to 2000 is the always be booked cruise and travel one. And, um, that's still going to be the moneymaker. Hopefully the other one is just a place to put these podcasts because I don't want to put these podcasts there because I guess these are long form shows and they could interrupt the algorithm to where I don't do as well on that other channel. So that's why I do the two separate channels. And then, yeah, like we, all oh, the amp, Guys, this amp thing on Fridays is an absolute labor of love. I don't, there's no money, there's no catch, there's no nothing to it. It's just a secret desire of mine to always have been a radio type of DJ. And that's what I am on Fridays on amp. The app is called amp AMP. You download it and you look for always be booked. You'll find me and you'll see when I do a show and the show that I always will do is the five o'clock. Well, that I do right now is the uh, five o'clock. It's five o'clock right here. Happy hour. And I play vacation music, cruise music. I'm debating on whether or not to maybe start a Sunday show Sunday night, uh, Sunday, scary serenade to try to kind of, everybody's kind of stressed out from work the night before Monday. What do I got to do? What emails do I have to respond to? What deadlines have I maybe missed this and that? So the Sunday scaries is a real thing sometimes. And I want to do a playlist of just slow, soothing music to try to let you chill out and enter your Monday with a little bit more of a clear head. But uh, that's pretty much it. I really, really appreciate you guys listening. You guys are the freaking best. Boat drinks cones. <laughs>